Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it, let's do it, let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. And without a doubt, I got my guy, Greg Penniman, here with me. Greg, what's good, man? What's good? We're so close. One day from Sunday, week four is here. Uh, yo, we got a really good uh, Thursday night game, actually. I was uh, The Thursday night's been surprising us every week, every time, you know, think of a so-so matchup, uh, it comes through. Washington Giants, this one. Um, yeah, it's been pretty good. Yeah, man, it was, this game was a was we we thought it wouldn't be that great, um, but t- t- turns out being a competitive game here between the Bengals and the Jags, uh, 24-21 was the final score. But let's get into these Thursday night takeaways, man. And I'm gonna start here with James Robinson, man. That was my takeaway. Um, I was really into James Robinson headed into this game. Obviously, the Carlos Hyde presence always makes you scared, but Carlos Hyde was a healthy and active ahead of this game, which once I saw that, I'm like, that's great news for James Robinson. Um, you know, he he saw the bulk of this of this backfield work, had 17 carries, um, you know, only added two targets, but still this game was a competitive game for most of the for most of it. And so I, I think J- James Robinson, if, if Carlos Hyde continues to be inactive, I think he can continue to be an RB2 for the rest of the way. You're on mute, Greg. Getting those opportunities, um, definitely a great percentage of touches last uh, on Thursday. Loved it for him. Uh, had 19, had 21 the week before. Just a huge ramp up from the first two weeks, so that's really good. Uh, yeah, I love, love Jermis Robinson. We thought once ETN went out, this will we'll be expecting. So I'm glad he's he's made it to this point. Yeah, man, Greg, you got a Thursday night takeaway for the people? Definitely got to go with Vishka. Vishka time is here. The moment DJ Shark went out, uh, RIP to DJ Shark, uh, in that in that ankle injury, Vishka was immediately involved in getting him to the touches we wanted. Uh, screens had an average yards per reception of 16.5. So, yeah, seven targets, almost had a 100-yard receiving day. So you got to love that. With DJ Shark out, I think Vishka just jumps right up to uh, flex value. Yeah, definitely. We always talked about these three receivers and how they, you know, they cannibalized each other in, in their production. And this offense wasn't even that really really all that good for you to, to want to play all three of these guys. Um, well, I think I referred to them as a, a poor man's Tampa Bay uh, wide receiver trio. Uh, just a little farther down south in, in terms of Florida geography. But we have a situation here, like you said, DJ Shark is out. Visca, you know, we've been huge fans of Visca since day one. Uh, yeah. Just haven't seen really the, the utilization from the coaches be what you would like to see uh, with DJ Shark going out. We saw him used down the field more, 52-yard reception uh, in this one where, you know, he he turned the DB around. And was able to make a nice catch adjusting down the field. Uh, had 100 yards from scrimmage in this game, so that was that was good. Um, another takeaway I had: Jamar Chase, man, just continuing the dog, just continuing to, um, you know, I know I faded him coming into the season, 
because of all the preseason stuff. And I was like, hey, from a dynasty perspective, I'm still all in on Jamar Chase. But from a redraft perspective, I think it might be a little a little slow from the beginning. But he's been hot right out the gate. So, um, you know, Jamar Chase is somebody that I think is going to continue to provide weekly production for you at the wide receiver spot. Yeah, definitely him and Boyd. Uh, I mean, obviously, when one of one of these guys are going to be out, I think the other two will will thrive. Um, when all three are back, though, it's still a little concern for me. You know, Joe Burrow only threw it 32 times. They definitely want to get that uh, attempts down to you know 30 to 25 to 30. So when they're all three back, some one of them is going to suffer weekly. No, definitely. And, and you know what? You know, Boyd 11 11 targets, yeah. nine catches, 118 killed. yards. He killed. He, he, he killed. Uh, it's just the big Jamar Chase is a big play machine. Like, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. That man is a go route monster. I was saying during the game, like <laughs> at least they give him at least three tries a game, and I love it. You gotta with that speed and that that size and that just go right. You know, his go get it. That mentality, you gotta give him a chance. Yeah, and the crazy part is that we haven't really seen him in a lot of yards after catch, um, situation. Right, right, right. And that's where he really excelled at. You know, LSU, he was obviously he was a deep threat, but I, I I referred to him so many times as just like a bull. Like I was the best way I could describe him, because when he gets the ball in his hands, he's like a running back almost. He just right. he, he he his yards after catch, his physicality that he plays with is, is phenomenal. But like you said, the speed, the burst that he has. I mean, I do. I, I watch Brian Baldiggers, uh, Baldy Baldy's breakdowns on Twitter every now and then. And. You know, he did want a Jamar Chase after the Thursday night game. And you could just see, like, you know, Jamar Chase is running. Joe Burrow throws that ball. And when Joe Burrow throws that ball, Jamar Chase and the defender are, like, almost even, right? But that once that ball is in the air, Jamar Chase just hits this second gear that only special yeah. players really have. Yeah. And he tracks that ball. So, yeah. um, definitely in on Jamar Chase for us this season. I mean, this Bengals offense is good. I mean, we saw them. You know, a little bit of a negative game script. Joe Burrow had to throw a season-high 32 pass attempts. So, um, you know, it's really Joey what we're B. used to seeing. Joey B. Uh, Joey covers, as I like to call him. Uh, <laughs> did he cover? Did he cover in this game? I mean, they I won the game. Oh, the, they weren't. They were all. Oh, they were favored by more than three. You're right. So yeah, yeah. they didn't. Yeah. Didn't yeah. cover, but they won. So we'll yeah, take it. Yeah, they did win. Yes, sir. Three and one. Cincinnati three Bengals. And, three and one. The Cincinnati Bengals. Man, who would have thought that? It would be a three-horse race in the AFC North. I think we probably thought that, but we we probably thought that it would be a different set of three teams. Uh, as we sit here ahead with the with the Baltimore Ravens, the the Cleveland Browns, and the Cincinnati Bengals being in that we, three. We did know the worst quarterback in the division was Big Ben, though. That was a fact. It's still yes. a fact. <laughs> <laughs> that we that we definitely knew. I mean, look. I've been on this. I'm not touching Big Ben thing for like three years, bro, because I have my own reasons. Like, dude's gonna take up a roster spot. He breeds complacency at the quarterback position. Like, I don't want Big Ben anywhere near my rosters. But that's a conversation that we are having for another moment here, Greg. Obviously, we broke down these 1 p.m. games in the in the game one in the game previews part one. So if you are um, interested in those games, those 1 p.m. games, you want to listen to the fantasy analysis or our betting analysis, whether we think you should take the over, the the under, who's going to cover the spread, who might win this matchup, definitely go check that out. But today, it's all about those 4 p.m. games and those primetime games that we are covering. So, obviously, it's it's part two previews, getting into our starts of the week, of course, 
and also get to play some get money where yes, Greg sir. is now he he is on he's the got board, a baby. We're two and he's two uh, I'm two and one, he's one and two. So we gotta we gotta figure this thing out here. Uh you know, it's gonna be a long season, seventeen weeks. Uh well eighteen how many yeah. weeks? Uh will be eighteen weeks. weeks. Yep. Yep. So we could potentially end in a tie. That's no good. That is, yeah. Yeah, we have to just do a playoff week, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. All right, let's jump into these 4 p.m. matchups, man. With the first 4 p.m. matchup, the 3-0 Arizona Cardinals traveling to L.A. to take on the 3-0 L.A. Rams. This is a 54.5-point total here. The Rams are 4.5-point favorites. In terms of injuries, Arizona's okay for the most part. Daryl Henderson, uh, questionable with the rib injury. Seems like he was a limited participant. So curious to see if he he will play in this game. But Greg, what is your take on this matchup here? I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna take the Cardinals to cover, but I'm gonna take the Rams to win. Um, yeah, this Rams team is just good. They they know how to win. Uh, getting that huge win against Tampa last week, I think they continue the undefeated momentum here. Um, on Arizona side, though, Calamari he's matchup proof QB one. Uh, you love to see probably the most interesting matchup this weekend, D-Hop. Going to see a lot of Jalen Ramsey. Um, you, you know, they, they talk a lot of smack. Uh, Hopkins usually does have decent days somewhat, but, um, you know, still think C. Hopkins is a top 24 play. Um, Chase Edmonds uh, thinks the PPR, you know, RB3 in this matchup. The pace favors him, so he'll, he'll probably be involved in two-minute drills a lot and just, you know, getting a lot of receptions. Uh, Christian Kirk, I like him as a, a low-end flex play. Um, probably the preferable complimentary receiver right now based off playing time and, and usage. And James Conner is a touchdown-dependent RB3. If he, he's not getting the toast touchdowns at the red zone, at the goal line, he's probably not going to have a, a good day. Uh, on the Rams side, Stafford, QB1 play. Darrell Henderson expected to be back, so that's good. Um, you know, he got a lot of dominance of touches in the first two weeks. Sony Michelle did play inefficient when he was a starter only 3.3 yards per carry so that's good news for henderson managers i think he should go back to getting a lot of the opportunity share as a strong rb2 play uh and cooper cup robert woods cooper cup of course top five play robert woods a strong wide receiver to play um i think van jefferson does have some intrigue in this matchup as a deeper league dart play yeah, I'm, I'm with you on the game. I'm taking the over, Arizona to cover, the Rams to win. This is going to be a good game here in the NFC West, NFC West matchup. You've got two undefeated teams. Um, this is going to be, you know, the NFC best, I think some people call it. So, um, you know, this division is tough. So curious to see how these two teams that have been playing really good football, how they match mm-hmm. up together. In terms of the fantasy stuff, I'm going to uh, – Kyler, obviously, he's a QB1. Um, I mean, he can get it done with his arms, his legs. So you're never going to fade Kyler, uh, obviously, in redraft. Maybe from a DFS perspective, that's a different conversation, but whatever. Um, DeAndre Hopkins has, you know, lower – I think lower end wide receiver one uh, upside in this one. I mean, he's DeAndre Hopkins, so obviously you're going to put him in your lineup. But, you know, if he finished – Outside the top 20, I wouldn't be surprised, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in a tough matchup with Jalen Ramsey. I am going to downgrade the auxiliary options in terms of the passing game a little bit. Um, but I'm intrigued by some of them. Obviously, this is going to be a high-scoring game. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can't fade everybody, right? Like somebody's going to make some plays. If Kyler's going to make plays, somebody's going to make some plays. So whether it's Christian Kirk or or Rondell Moore, um, you know, A.J. Green even, who will be involved. 
Uh, I probably would take my sh- Christian Kirk's been really, yeah. really productive, really consistent. Yes. Uh, so maybe you take your shot on him. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the running backs, like you said, James Conner, our uh, touchdown dependent RB three, RB four. Um, you know, especially this game script isn't necessarily great for him. Uh, and then you know Chase Edmonds, like you said, I think he's got that that RB three with RB two upside potentially, especially. Um, you know, as a pass catcher in PPR leagues. Uh, and then on the Rams side, Stafford, he's a lower end QB1. Um, Cooper Cup, he's the top option at wide receiver, like he's been every week. Robert Woods, I mean, some people are, are down on Woods. Um, the target share is still there. He's not seeing the target share Cooper Cup is seeing, of course, but he's still seeing some 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 semblance of volume in this offense. So I think you can still play him as a wide receiver too. Uh, in this matchup here if Henderson plays he's probably like a lower tier three for me but um yeah it's gonna be tough man with Henderson recovering from this injury Henderson has mm-hmm. been a guy that's been banged up before and yeah. rib injury is more like a pain tolerance thing so like I don't want to I'm not, I don't know if I'm gonna take my shot on Henderson right yeah. out the gate just Sony uh, Michelle's is not good <laughs> no Sony Michelle is not great but the matchup last week wasn't great either right True. against Tampa Bay so True. I think this matchup should be a little bit better. He hasn't hope he could have an opportunity to score a touchdown. So if Henderson's out, I probably could take a shot on Sony Michelle as like a as a RB three or a low end flex option. But if Henderson plays, I'm probably gonna avoid this backfield altogether. Gotcha. Let's move on to this next matchup. 4:25 p.m. We've got the one and two Seattle Seahawks traveling to San Fran to take on the two and one San Francisco 49ers. Well, actually, it's Santa Clara, not San Fran. But who who cares either way? 52.5 point total. The Niners are three-point favorites in terms of the injuries. Uh, George Kittle is questionable for this game before the 49ers. Uh, he's got a calf injury. Kyle Shanahan said that there, he, he's got no guarantee that Kittle is going to play. So um, he said that the Niners should have a better idea by Saturday, which is today. So definitely uh, keep an eye out on that. Elijah Mitchell, uh, he's questionable, could be available to play, but it's more of a pain tolerance issue with him. Uh, and then Josh Norman, he's doubtful uh, at, at cornerback. Uh, Kwan Williams, also, he's out with a calf injury. Uh, and then for Seattle, uh, Tyler Lockett is dealing with a hip injury. So he he was a DMP uh, earlier in the week, um, but now it seems like he will – he will. He had a go. He actually seems like he got a full practice in on Friday. So he's, you know, Pete Carroll sounded optimistic. Which, wait, Pete Carroll optimistic? I wouldn't <laughs> believe that. That's crazy about an injury. Never heard that a day in my life. But seems like he's he's ready to play on on Sunday. Um, I don't know what about Tyler Lockett, man. Because I mean, we'll get into it. We'll get into the matchup right now. Cause I, cause I'm up. So I'm taking the under, taking San Fran to cover, taking San Fran to win. Very much in on the San Fran offense here. Pretty much, you know, everybody uh, from Debo to Ayuk. Uh, to, if Kittle can play, I'm in on Kittle. But if he can't, I think that's more of a bump for guys like Debo and Ayuk. Um, and whoever the starting running back is, you know, I, I had yeah. thoughts that it, it would be Elijah Mitchell. Um, you know, it's funny because Trey Sermon was drafted ahead of Elijah Mitchell. I think he was in the third round. Elijah Mitchell was a sixth round pick. But this seems like the the 49ers seem to favor Elijah Mitchell. So I don't think, I think draft, 
capital went out the window already for these two guys. Yeah. Uh, so if Mitchell goes, like I think it's Mitchell because he started out the season as a starter, but you know, and Trey Sermon wasn't that great uh, the week before. So it's not like he was he wasn't he wasn't bad either, but he just didn't do anything special. Uh, and we saw Elijah Mitchell get consecutive games of 19 and 17 carries. So if he plays, I'm probably more in on Mitchell. This is a really good matchup for running backs. Uh, Jimmy G, he's definitely in play. But again, you know that the Trey Lance, Trey Lance is just <laughs> sitting there waiting in the wings. So you know the risk that's 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 there with that. And then for uh, the Seattle side, you know um, Chris Carson, he's in another really good spot here. Uh, Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf are probably the only parts of this pass game I really want to play because Tyler Lockett's Tyler Lockett playing after an injury has never really been it's not like he's put up complete zeros the week after dealing with an injury in which you're like oh is, is Tyler Lockett gonna play and then he plays and it's a dud so uh, I'm I'm not all that in on Tyler Lockett this week I mean if you're if you're playing a redraft you you kind of have to play them, but uh, if you have if you have a better option, I don't know how you could have a better option in week four than Tyler Lockett, unless you have like Cooper Cup or something like that. Because Tyler yeah. Lockett, yeah. unless you're like stacked at receiver, yeah, right. But Tyler Lockett's been really good, so it's it'd be tough. But I, it's just I've I've been burned by Tyler Lockett playing after an injury for so many times that I just don't think I could do it this time. Greg, what are, where are you with this matchup? Uh, I'm gonna take. The over, taking San Fran to cover, though, and San Fran to win the game. Uh, on Seattle side, uh, Russell Wilson, low in QB1. Uh, hopefully, you know, bounce back and uh, get a strong performance this week. Chris Carson, uh, great RB2 play. I think with a high RB1 upside, not concerned about the health, um, you know. But having Alex Collins as a person in the backfield, FER Carson manager, it wouldn't hurt, um, you know, <clears throat> just because Carson's dealt with injuries Probably every year, just one of little things here and there. Uh, DK Metcalf is in a, a prime spot here. Um, I'm gonna defer to you on, on the the locket analysis. I do like his matchup. So if he if he's able to play, he he's gonna I think he's able to be healthy and produce. I think he can do it. Um, but uh, definitely DK is this, this is his matchup here uh, on San Fran side. Jimmy G, definitely a, a solid two QB option. Uh, Trey Lance is yeah the Halloween season spooky season's here so. Uh, Trey Lance is just roaming over him like the, the Grim Reaper anytime, any game. But I still think Jimmy G is <laughs> a good option. Uh, whoever's starting at that that running back is really hard to predict. Um, but Trey Sarman did play well in his opportunities last week. Lodge Mitchell, if he's going to play, I think I would also defer to him. Seattle is the worst team in fantasy uh, versus running backs in PPR leagues. Uh, they're giving up almost 10 receptions a game to that running back position. So that's really bad. Uh, Debo Samuel. Great spot here, and I, I I think this is this is the spot for Ayuk, man. This is the blow up game, yo. I think this is it. This is an excellent matchup for him. The targets are everything's trending up for him. Uh, I think this is the, the the especially if Kittle's not going. This is definitely the blow up spot, but I think he he's going to produce a, a top twenty four week, top twenty week. Oh, start of the week uh-huh. type I, week for Ayuk. I, I, uh, yeah, I think he's got a little little yeah, like that's an honorable mention, you know. A little. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I really wanted to do it really bad. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I think once I see the yeah, nah, we'll we'll move on because we can make, I can make this a you show. You know I could. <laughs> so let's move on to this next matchup, man. We got the three and Denver Broncos staying at home to take on the two and one Baltimore Ravens. This game is super intriguing. 
44 and a half point total. The Denver Broncos are one point favorites. It's basically a pick 'em. In terms of injuries, Rashad Bateman, Shoddy B, not on the injury report. So <laughs> it depends if they want to activate him or not. They still have he to has activate him. He has not been activated yet. Yep, yep. But he's not on the injury report. In the history of this, they usually wait a little week, you know, and then activate him the the next week. But, I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, you don't know. Coy. That's true. After that, after Hollywood, sorry, Marquise, you know, dropped those passes. They probably activated him right then and there. They're like, low. is he going to be active, Denver? <laughs> we don't know. He's still on injured reserve, but he's not you, on the injury report. So you got to need pre- him for this defense. That's be a defense to have him for, for sure. Definitely, man. So excited to see if he can play, man. I'm be excited. I, I I can't wait to activate him on all my dynasty rosters. Word. I, I got so much shoddy B, man. It's crazy. <laughs> but Lamar Jackson has been dealing with this back hip. I don't know. Stop flipping in the end zone, bro. That's all I know. Um, but he's dealing with that. He was in and out of practice all week. Seems like he's questionable to play in this one. So, um. Return to a full practice on Friday, so that's obviously good news. Uh, offensive tackle Ronnie Staley, uh, he is a Ronnie Stanley. Sorry, he's out of this game with an injury. And then on the Denver side, uh, Melvin Gordon, uh, which this this was interesting, is a limited participant in practice. Uh, he has been this week uh, earlier. Well, yeah, he's questionable in this game, but was limited with ribs and a lower leg injury. So. Definitely something to note there if you are, um, you know, a Melvin Gordon manager or a Javante Williams manager. But, Greg, where are you at with this matchup here? I'm also going to take the over. I'm going to take the Ravens to cover. I'm going to take the Ravens to win. I'm a believer in the Ravens winning important big games now. Like, they've done it two times already with that Chiefs win. Uh, even, like, last one was, you know, even with their backs against the wall, they still found a way to win. Uh, Lamar should also have shoulders on the injury report because he's carry- he's literally carrying his team right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but Lamar Jackson, top five option, QB position, leading passing guy here, also leading rushing guy. Got 250 rushing yards as well in the year so far, two touchdowns. So, yeah, you, you're playing Lamar no matter what. Um, if they activate Bayman, I'm still, you know, you want to activate him. You, you want to see what he does, his usage and stuff. You're not going to start him. But um, Marquise Brown, he's still getting – Great usage. He's still getting good opportunity. So I would still start him as a uh, wide receiver three uh, flex option with some wide receiver two upside. Uh, Mark Andrews blew up last week finally. So you're, you're starting him as a, a top five tight end option. Um, and on for the running game, it's that's tough. Last week they all really didn't do much. Um, Lamar is the main rusher in this offense. Um, you know, Tyson had a good first two weeks, but didn't do so well last week. If I'm going to choose one, it's still going to be Tyson, but I don't know if I could start any of them right now um on the other side on denver side teddy b teddy two glove i think is a a lower in, you know, high in qb2 option uh think you can play him definitely in two quarterback leagues you're playing him he's, he's been off to a great year so far getting high passing volume you got, got 95 passing attempts on the year so uh, that's good um if melvin gordon can't go definitely a huge bump for javante williams uh and guy giving me i think some strong rb2 upside um if he can go i think they're both still where they're at. They've both been productive together this year. 
Um, so they're, they're RB3 flex options. Uh, Corlin Sutton, I uh, think he's going to continue to, you know, didn't really need, uh, oh, that was the Jets week, but I think Corlin Sutton is back and then think he's, you know, going to do fine as a wide receiver two option. Uh, and yeah, Noah Fant, prime spot here. Super prime spot. Yeah, man, I I uh, I don't know what it is, Greg. Me and you are like on the same wavelength with all these games in terms of <laughs> of the picks, but I'm going with the over here, taking Baltimore to cover, Baltimore to win. Um, Lamar definitely faces a tough matchup versus Denver, but it's Lamar. So it's Lamar, man, it's Lamar. <laughs> like you said, he's got he's carrying a team on his shoulders. Just strap him up, bro. Uh, run that ball, tote that rock. Yep. And uh, throw, throw that thing, man. So Lamar definitely in QB1 territory, even in a tough matchup versus Denver. Uh, Marquise Brown and Mark Andrews are the only other pieces that I'm, I'm really all that interested in, man. I, I like the Baltimore running back situation is, is less than ideal. Um, yeah. You know, Latavius Murray's led this team in carries two out of the last three weeks. Uh, he's led them. Uh, well, he led them in opportunities last week by one. Uh, Tyson Williams does get the receptions, but I feel like when they get down there by the goal line, Latavius Murray is um, he's really becoming that hammer for them in short yardage situations. And uh, I think it's going to be in goal line situations as well. So yeah, I'm really going to stay away from it until really one of these yeah. guys, I, I don't, I don't know if we'll ever see one of these guys take it over because you know, all of these None of these guys were expected to be the guy, right? Like, first it was JK. Then it was like, okay, well, we know Gus. We can rock with Gus. And then you end up bringing uh, Latavius Murray in, Lev Bell, Devontae Freeman. I mean, in 2007, this would have, 2009, this would have <laughs> been a really good backfield. But it's 2021. We're not there at that point right now. So, you know, I think that, you know, Latavius. I'm staying away from this back. Yeah. Say that. Yeah. And then on the Denver side, I, I agree with you. If Melvin Gordon doesn't play, I think there's some really, really nice RB2 upside here for Javante. Um, Cortland Sutton, Sutton death, as I like to call him oof, sometimes. Oof. <laughs> you know, this this dude, I'm I'm ready to rock with him this week, man, as, as, as one of the top options at the wide receiver spot, as well as Noah Fant, who should see some increased – some more increased work and a good matchup here. And then that makes Teddy two gloves viable, man. He's been, he's been a really solid uh, quarterback all year, uh, especially in, in two quarterback leagues. He's been, he's been a godsend from the fantasy gods. So, um, you know, if you were picking him up off waivers or you drafted him with your last pick, you know, nobody wanted Teddy Bridgewater. So kudos to you for, for, for shoring up that, that spot on your team. Um, Yeah. Otherwise I'm, Go ahead. Can't, can't keep sleeping on Tim Patrick. Definitely always oh, going to be. Yeah, Tim, yeah, Tim Patrick. Uh, I think he's, you know, reached up from that deeply guy. He's, uh, you know, can be considered an all formats for, uh, you know, flex consideration. No, definitely. Tim Patrick is, uh, he's got to be in consideration for sure, especially with no KJ Hamler, no Jerry Judy. Uh, so, you know, definitely, definitely um, looking at Tim Patrick as a as a flex option here. But otherwise, I'm just excited for good football, man. This should be a good game. Oh, yeah. You got an undefeated Broncos team who, by the way, they're undefeated against teams that are combined 0 and 10. <laughs> so between between the Giants, the Jags who played again on Thursday, and then the New York Jets. So keep that in mind. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. 
Yeah. So, but it, otherwise, I'm excited to see the game. Uh, I'm excited to see if, if Denver if Denver is going to be for real in this one, which I think they will be. So, let's move on to this next matchup: the one and two Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to Lambeau to take on the two and one Green Bay Packers. This game is so boring on the on the Pittsburgh side. It's making Greg yawn right now. <laughs> we got the one and two Pittsburgh Steelers going. <laughs> Traveling to Lambeau to take out a two and one Green Bay Packers, forty-five and a half point total. The Green Bay Packers are one point favorites. There is going to be some rain in this game. Um, in terms of injuries, AJ Dillon limited participant with a back injury. Um, Aaron Jones he was questionable with an ankle. Um, MVS he's questionable with a hamstring. It was a DMP throughout the week. Uh, so he's actually he's out of this game. He's on injured reserve. How quickly that changed. So um, MVS on injured reserve. Uh, the Devontae Adams show continues. Crazy. Uh, he, he finally <laughs> came through and then he just gets IR. Yo. That's crazy. Yo. He, he did. He completed his life mission. And then let it go. <laughs> your, your mission has been completed. Wait, you can go. Now. <laughs> uh, on the Pittsburgh side. Uh, Chase Claypool seems to be he was a limited participant earlier in the week with a hamstring injury. He did not practice on Friday. That's usually not good when you get the midweek downgrade. Uh, So he's questionable for the game against Pittsburgh. Deontay Johnson is back. Uh, So, you know, it's it's wheels up for him. Uh, And then Juju is dealing with a rib injury, but he's he's not on the injury report either. In terms of this game here, taking the under. Taking the Packers to cover. I don't know how this is a one point spread. Like, like who in yeah. their mind thought that Pittsburgh? Like, <laughs> bro. Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> taking the under. I'm taking Green Bay to cover. I'm taking Green Bay to win. For Green Bay, duh, Vontae Adams. <laughs> yes, sir. Aaron James could be limited, and we know what Green Bay does in these situations when, uh. Aaron Jones is or or one of their star players is dealing with an injury. They like to manage it a little bit. So uh, be mindful of that, specifically in like DFS land. Uh, he's not on the final injury report. Uh, neither one of these guys are between A.J. Dillon and him. But just keep that in mind. Um, Aaron Rodgers, a QB one option on the Pittsburgh side. Najee Harris is a top running back, a top RB one option this week. Uh, Deontay seems to be healthy this week, so I'm going with him. And then if Claypool plays, I'm I'm in the Claypool over Juju, but if he can't, then I'm I'm not really into Claypool or I guess I'll be in a Juju because he'll catch like eight balls for 40 yards. So it's like 12 points in the PPR. Yeah, it so is. I could, it is. I, I could be into Juju in that case, I guess, but very 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 low floor play. Greg, what's yeah. you? I'm uh, taking the under. I'm taking yeah, Green Bay to cover and Green Bay to win for sure. Uh, on the Green Bay side, it's pretty easy. Rodgers, Devontae, and Aaron Jones. Uh, you hope that he gets that that usage that he was getting uh, in the last couple of weeks dealing with the injury. Um, and on Pittsburgh side, not looking at Ben at all. Najee Harris for sure in a great matchup and just the RB1 on last week getting 19 targets. He won't get that number again with Deontay being back, but just great PPR usage work. Uh, Deontay, target machine. He's going to get 10 if he's plays. That's like you write it in at this point <laughs> every time. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, if Claypool can go, he's in that 
flex consideration like he is every week. Uh, I think, yeah, if I, I would want him to play. If he if he can't go, I'm going to start him. If he can't, Juju does get a little bump, um, but I wouldn't be happy about it. Who's Ben? You said Ben. Oh, yeah. Who's that guy? The big Ben in London, actually. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Because, <laughs> you know, the London game's coming up, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Got the London game coming up with the Jets. Right. So, you yep. know. That's true, yo. You go, you going? Yo, you going to London, yo? No, I was trying to, man. I know we talked about it. I was trying to go to London but with the COVID, with COVID and everything yeah, in true, Europe. True, true. It's, it's tough. But I'm out the St. Martin instead, so you catch your boy. Also, part of the reason, well, haven't I said that yet, but I'll be here Monday, but I'll be off the rest of the week celebrating the anniversary so um yeah not in london in st martin way warmer way warmer over there. way warmer yeah yeah less miserable watching my jets probably <laughs> there. but we'll see we'll talk about that next week but this game right here apparently it's like the biggest game of the year uh so some people like nbc like they set up their camp right outside Ooh. of gillette stadium uh Ooh. apparently there's Greg, did you know apparently there's something like really important happening in Massachusetts this week? Did you know about this? Yeah, I mean Mac Jones didn't know about it because apparently Mac- he went the whole press conference without saying anything about Tom Brady. So you know. But yeah, something's happening huge. Huge this weekend. Something man. huge. Oh man. Oh, you said Tom Brady, right? So oh that must be okay, that's what my notes say. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are traveling to New England, the two and one Tampa Bay Bucks traveling yes. to New England on the one and two New England Patriots. Of course this game is on primetime because yes, sir NFL they're trying to say, hey, NBA, move over. We're TV's biggest drama, <laughs> right? So <laughs> Sunday, 8.20 p.m., 49.5 point total. Don't know how the spread is even this close, but the Bucks are seven-point favorites. I feel like it should be like 13.5. Ooh, that's one of those. Oh, man. <laughs> that's just me. Uh, there's rain expected in this game. James White is out. Nick Folk, limited participant with a knee. Kronk is doubtful with those ribs uh, on Tampa Bay side. Uh, JPP, he's questionable actually now. He was doubtful to start the week, but he's now questionable with that shoulder injury. Giovanni Bernard, he's out. Jamel Dean also out. Uh, Jamel Dean plays cornerback. Greg cooked anyway, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's probably out with a hurt ego. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so, Greg, where are you at with this matchup, man? I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Tampa to cover. I'm going to take Tampa to win. Yeah, you're right. Even they set it up with the – they released the interview, the the book, like all the stuff that came out between Belichick and Tom leading up to it. They, they're really hyping up this game right now. Uh, but what? on Tampa side, <laughs> I'm picking Tom Brady as a QB1 option, low on QB1. Um, not trusting the, the running game in this one for Tampa as you probably usually wouldn't be. Uh but the receivers, though, I'm loving that. Chris Godwin, especially without Gronk, um, he's probably the only tight end I'm looking at. So definitely Tom Brady's going to rely on these receivers in this one. Godwin in the short game, especially if it's raining. Uh, Evans, you know, he's been so-so. You know, I think the ranking is more Godwin than A.B. being back. You got to love that. Activate off the COVID-19 list. So uh, I think he's in that wide receiver, low-end wide receiver two consideration. And then Evans. And uh, on the in New England side, I mean – can't trust the rushing attack, especially without James White. Damian Harris, I think, is a low in RB2, uh, just with the, the volume he's going to get. Um, and I'm not really a fan of any of these players to to start, really, honestly, other than Damian Harris. 
Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> so I'm taking the over. Uh, taking Tampa Bay to cover. Tampa Bay. To, I think Tampa Bay just rolls. Really? Man. Really? I, I, really? Yes, I really yes. just think they roll. I don't know. What, <laughs> maybe I could be wrong. I've been wrong no, before. No, no. I think the more, it's more favorable than they roll. Tom Brady's coming off a loss too. Nah, yo. Yo, yeah. like Tom Brady. I've said this before on this show, but he's the like one, like probably the one player in the league where it's like. He he gets so up for a game like yeah <laughs> yeah, like, yeah yeah this, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this game means so much to him man and he's saying it doesn't but it means so much to Absolutely. him man like Absolutely. you got to like he's he you got to pr- like remember after the Flake Gate after Spy Gate like Tom Brady comes he came out like hot and like I feel like this is a similar thing here where it's, it's like got that Jordan that Jordan mentality where he just makes up yeah. like craziness like and I take it oh, personally like, oh, you know oh yeah he, <laughs> like I'm gonna show you why you should have kept me why you should have yep. listened to me give yep. me all these weapons that I asked you for Tom Brady's gonna go ham bro so yeah. like on the New England side I'll start there uh Matt Jones is an intriguing streaming option he was almost okay. stream of the week for me this week um against this Tampa Bay defense is not very good here um, against the pass. And I think Mac Jones for the first time all year will be put in a situation where it's like, Hey kid, you have to throw the football. Like, and and not talking about these dump offs. We're going to have to go down the field because if we want to beat Tampa Bay, we got to score some points. And uh, I'm not in a Damien Harris is going to get, he might get volume, but we've also seen new England say, you know, granted it was Tom Brady, but they say, hey, we're not going to throw, the, we're not going to run the ball here because this team has a good run defense. So we're not even going to try to do that. Damon Harris, this, he obviously could get that volume, but I'm more curious to see who this pass down back is. Is it going to be JJ Taylor? Is it going to be Brandon Bolden? Will it be Ramon J. Stevenson? So curious to see who takes that James White role. Uh, but Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne, they're the top options in the passing game for me this week. And, and I, I think I want to play them. Um, in, in the in a good matchup here, uh, Tom Brady top five option this week at the quarterback position. All the Bucks wide receivers are in play as wide receiver twos that can be a wide receiver one. Uh, Gronk not playing, uh, which I'm 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 upset, man, because it was like all this talk about Tom Brady. Like, no, Gronk's return too. Gronk is Gronk's return too, man. It's yeah, really yo. <laughs> so, you know, I was hoping to see like you know, three Gronk to Brady or Brady to Gronk touchdowns or something like that. But uh, not going to see that this week with Gronk being most likely doubtful. But I think that's a bump maybe for Mike Evans, who could see some of these targets that Gronk was seeing in the middle of the field um, and and as a red zone option as well. So be on the lookout for that. But I'm with you. Chris Godwin, I think, should see a lot of the work. A.B. Hey, it's a revenge game for A.B. Oh, yeah, that's right. One, legendary one game. Scored two touchdowns in that Patriots game, too, from Tom Brady. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, there we go. So, all right. So, I'm going to ride that narrative. Um, but, yeah, man, overall, I, I think, yeah, overall, this will be this will be an interesting an interesting yeah. game that I will, I will be watching. Uh, but, I, yeah. I'm Let's actually move a little higher, higher on Mike Evans, too, by the way. Mike Evans is actually a good option, for sure. Yeah, man. Um, let's move on to this this next matchup, the last matchup of the week, Monday Night Football, 8.15 p.m., the 3-0 Las Vegas Raiders traveling to 3-0. Los Angeles to take on the 2-1 L.A. Chargers, 52.5-point total. Chargers are 3.5-point favorites. Josh Jacobs returned to practice, and so seems like 
all those people that ran out to get Peyton Barber, spend that fab. <laughs> <laughs> try to trade him to the, to the Josh Jacobs manager, I guess, at this point. Um, Keenan Allen, he's questionable for the Chargers with an ankle. Uh, Brian Balaga, he's the offensive tackle for the Chargers. He's out. So he was put he was placed on IR with a back injury. Uh Derwin James is was questionable to start the week. He's off the final injury report. So that's that's good news here. In terms of this game, man, this man, these AFC West games are so weird. Bro, the West, West, West Coast is the best coast right now, yo. It's crazy. Yeah, man. West, AFC West, like they balling. Um, there's these games are so weird, man. So fifty two and a half point total, three and a half point favorites. The Chargers are I'm gonna take the over. Oh yeah. I'm take I'm gonna take the Raiders to cover. We're gonna take the Chargers to win. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yo, <laughs> this is Herbert. This is the anniversary of well, Monday night. Herbert last year. This is the coming out game for Herbert. Monday night against the Saints, man. I'll never forget. Yo. Oh, yeah, you started the week. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. We're watching the game live. Uh while we were recording. Yeah, Herbert was killing. He was killing, man. Crazy. Um, but in terms of this game here. For the Chargers, I think I'm going to do it, man. I'm calling them the big four. You got Eckler, <laughs> Herbert, Keenan uh-huh. Allen. Michael you're, like, you're not seeing any one of those guys. Nope. <laughs> um, Jared Cook is interesting, but like he's been interesting for like three weeks now. Yeah. I'm I'm tired of going to that well. Uh, you got to prove it to me at this point, Jared Cook. Um, for the Raiders side, Derek Carr, Darren Waller. Top options at their positions. Josh Jacobs in line to play. So it seems that if if he does play, right, which he seems like he's in line to, this is a great matchup for him. So he's an RB1 option this week. Henry Ruggs, Hunter Renfro, they're the pieces of this pass offense that you want that are not named Darren Waller, of course. Greg, where are you at with this matchup? I'm with you. I'm taking the over, taking the Raiders to cover, and the Chargers to win. Um Verbatim for what you said on the Chargers side, the big four, uh, they're all potential ones at their position. Um, they're, they're just money this year. I uh, love it for them, uh, that consistency, for especially for Mike Williams. Uh, and on the, the Raiders side, uh, Derek Carr, I think, is in play here as a low-end QB1. Um, Josh Jacobs, if he's back, you're starting him uh, with that low-end RB1 value. And, yeah, Darren Waller, target machine, monster, top three option, tight end position. Hannah Renfro's that safe PPR flex option. He's been just money this year as far as getting the targets. That poor man's Cole Beasley and uh, Henry Ruggs. I uh, think, you know, he's finally stepping up, getting down the field. So, yeah, I, I like him as a wide receiver three. What about the uh, greatest wide receiver of all time and Brian Edwards? <laughs> Do get his training camp wide receiver of all time? <laughs> oh, and my, Brian my Edwards. Bad. My bad. <laughs> training camp's over, so he's got it. He's revert back to what he usually is. <laughs> Until next training camp, where you know. <laughs> I love how it's a training up. camp legend and not even like a preseason legend. Like, nah, have we ever seen think. Brian Edwards play good in a preseason game? Like, I don't even know. I don't, I don't think I so. I have no idea. Yeah. I guess, yeah. But either way, uh, this game should be fun. Hey, in the offseason, I had a bold prediction, you know, for a uh, for the 2021 season that the Chargers would boast three top five options one at quarterback one at running back and one at wide receiver unfortunately for me my wide receiver was keenan allen but right now it's mike williams no oh, you have you have to tell people that you know it's it's the wide receiver you know <laughs> it's a wide receiver so i'll yeah. take it 
Yeah. <laughs> but let's move on to these stars of the week, Greg. Yes, and sir. So, yeah, we're going to switch it up, man. I'm going to start this one this week. Quarterback start of the week. Starting with the quarterback position, of course. I'm going to go with Philadelphia quarterback Jalen Hurts. This is one of those confidence starts of the week. One of these bounce back starts of the week. Even though the fantasy production has been good, but people might be afraid to start Hurts after what they watched on Monday Night Football last week. But I have confidence in the guy to make plays and make this game somewhat competitive. I have Hurts projected for the 11th highest touchdown rate on the week based on what he's done uh, thus far this year and what Kansas City has allowed defensively. Hurts is a top 10. Uh, he's top 10 in fantasy points per drop back while he's sixth in total fan or passing fantasy points per drop back, but he's sixth in total fantasy points per drop back and faces a Kansas City defense that allows the most fantasy points per drop back to the quarterback position. This game has the highest total on the week at 54 and a half. Hertz is in a smash spot here. I'm all in on Jalen Hurts this week. Yeah, definitely like that. Jalen Hurts, safe QB one every week. Uh, I'm going to go with. I know he's my bust of the year at the QB position, and I know I've been pretty right on that. But I'm going to go with Matt Ryan uh, going against this Washington football defense. Matt Ryan, QB 25 on the year, so that's not very good at all. He's outside even that two QB like uh, option. But uh, this week, he's got the Washington football team, the worst team uh, in, in fantasy against quarterback positions. You know, they've given up over 300 yards per game, 315 to be exact and two touchdowns a game to the, the quarterback position. Matt Ryan is in a, a solid spot here, uh, you know, because he's not a, a leg guy. He's going to have to get his money on the passing touchdowns. And his receivers have money matchups in this one, along with uh, Kyle Pitts as well, who, you know, got some momentum in that last drive of the Giants game. Expecting that usage to go up. I like Matt Ryan here. Nah, man, I like that one. We had an interesting conversation before off air about <laughs> a comment I made, which we'll get into a little bit. Um, regarding this 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 matchup here, but I like that one. The running my running back start of the week this week. Give me Cleveland running back Nick Chubb. Chubb is averaging nearly 17 touches a game, going up against a Minnesota defense. Uh, Cleveland in is a uh, second in adjusted line yards a lot uh, adjusted line yards on offense football uh, football outsiders metric, while Minnesota is third worst in adjusted line yards as a defense. That matchup is the top matchup of the week in favor of Cleveland. Uh, he's first of all running backs. Nick Chubb is in forced missed tackles. He's second in 10 plus yard runs with eight. Nick Chubb is that dude. And he'll remind us of all of that this week. And what is a revenge game for head coach Kevin Stefanski, who cut his teeth as the uh, offensive coordinator in Minnesota. So uh, going to be some, going to see some interesting gamesmanship in this one, but Greg, what do you got for a running back start of the week? Yeah, besides, you know, the obvious to have good matchups, I'm going to go with Chris Carson this week going against the 49ers defense. Uh, he's getting a good volume. He's getting about 15.3 touches per game. You like that. Uh, got three touchdowns on the year, so they're definitely using him in the red zone at the goal line, and I think Seattle will be in a lot of positions where they're they're at that. Against the San Francisco team, where they're not very good against the running back position, uh, giving up almost 80 yards per game uh, to the running back position, and also giving up a lot of you know receiving work, uh, about seven receptions a game. So hopefully you see Chris Carson's uh, receiving work go up because he's you know it's been always been trending up uh, throughout his career. Uh, you, you know you want that to be a little bit higher, so I think he will get that. Yeah, and especially with Tyler Lockett banged up, I think some of those receptions could definitely go his way. Mm -hmm. um, 
moving on to the wide receiver position, man. And this is like this is I'm calling my shot here, giving another guy a confidence boost. Buffalo wide receiver Stefan Diggs, ninth Stephon. in the NFL in, in targets with 31. His eight out is a little higher this year, and his catch rate is a bit lower than it was last year. But Josh Allen was cooking last week, and he's got a cake matchup against Houston. This should be a nice bounce back, bounce back for Stefan Diggs. Light him up as a top five wide receiver option this week. Yeah, like that. Diggs is, you know, we talked about he was a, a good still buy low candidate. I think you if your last chance probably to get him before he blows up. Um, I'm gonna go with Calvin Ridley, I got Matt Ryan at the quarterback. I'm getting that stack. Calvin Ridley, his main guy, coming off two weeks, uh, going against Washington defense, coming off two straight weeks with double-digit targets, 10 in week two, 11 in week three. Uh, you got to love that. Against, again, the Washington football team, whose defense has been pretty horrendous in the secondary this year, uh, you know, second worst to wide receiver position. Calvin Ridley is going to be the main guy with Kyle Pitts. I think he, he sets the tone uh, in this easy matchup. Yeah, man. I, it's funny. We talked about this conversation off air. I had a little uh, miscalculation in one of my spreadsheets, which told me Calvin Ridley was not a great play this week. <laughs> Luckily, we got that fixed, and I'm on board here. Calvin Ridley is a top wide receiver. Yes, sir. This week. Uh, moving on to the tight end spot, going with Denver tight end Noah Fant, going up against Baltimore. He's in a great spot here against a, a Baltimore defense that's allowed the most PPR points to tight ends. Uh, and now I get it. They've played the likes of Darren Waller and Travis Kelsey and TJ Hawkinson, but Noah Fant should be a focal point of the offense here alongside Cortland Sutton. No Judy, no Hamler. That's more targets for Noah Fant. So start this man up. Love that for sure. Noah Fant in a prime spot here, as I was saying. Uh, I'm going to go with the bounce back week for our guy, TJ Hawkinson. You already know, going against the Chicago Bears defense. Um, only two targets last week and two receptions, but the first two weeks, 11 targets and then nine targets. Um, this is a monster for this team, one of the focal points in the receiving game for the Detroit Lions, other than John J. Swift. So he's going to have to be used. You know, he talked about how he was getting more attention. He's become the focal point for defenses. But I think Detroit will work on that, and he, he he's going to get forced to, to get opportunities if Detroit wants to win. Nah, man, I like that one for sure, bro. Um, it's going to be a good week for these starts of the week, man. I just feel it. I feel yes, it sir. for sure. Greg, it's time for that time, man. Let's play some get money, Ooh, man. Cha-ching, cha-ching. And, uh, trying to think about this because I believe, hold up, wait for it. I believe it's your pick. Yes. Yeah. Um, every time, yeah. <laughs> Every time. I, I don't remember. Crazy. We had a way to Crazy. remember. I mean, I had, the, I had the first pick in week one, so I will, I will have odds, I'm assuming. Yes. So, you so have, wait, so you're saying it's my week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Uh, okay. Because I went ahead and, you know, I think I took Cooper Cup first last week or something. Uh, yep, that makes sense. All right, so then I'll start here. And uh, let's let's go right out the gate, man. I want a nice and cheap option at this running back position. You just kind of help unlock some things. So I'm going to go with Chuba okay. Hubbard. Oh. 6300. Oh, got to love that. Dallas. Best, you know, right, best value play right there in the in the week. Yeah. He's, he's the key that helps me unlock some things this week. Word. Uh so I'm going to go I'm going to just go with the juice right away. I'm gonna, I'm going to spend the bread. Alvin Kamara 9000 as my RB1 going against this Giants defense. 
uh, that's not good against the running back position. That's the only thing the Saints really have. They're really going to use him a lot. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> that's the juice. Yes, sir. I'm yes, going to go with uh, – give me give me some Nick Chubb action, man. My running back start of the week, 8K. Just throw that in there, man. Uh, I'm going to go as my RB2. I'm going heavy running back. I got Najee Harris, 8,200, spinning the bread, going against Green Bay. The RB1 last week, uh, going to continue to get usage. He still only has one touchdown on the year, so that's, that's positive regression waiting to happen. Ooh, okay. A wide receiver spot. I'm going to go with Justin Jefferson, 7,800, like going up against Cleveland. Uh, I got to get a little game stack here. You know how I get down. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with, you know, it's October, so you know I got to go with my man Scary Terry. Spooky season is here. He's going against Atlanta uh, in the same matchup. But, you know, I got the start of the week for Calvin Ridley, but Terry Corn was right there with him. Uh, got Atlanta. Bad defense. 7,100. Lock it in. Okay, well, you know, I'm going to go with a uh, another game stack here. You know, playing the game within the game. Give me Odell Beckham okay. Jr. as my second wide receiver, 6,600. Uh, I'm going to go with – let me just lock up Calvin Ridley now as my wide receiver, uh, second wide receiver at 7,200. Um, getting that game stack, yeah, I'm, I have uh, Ridley McCorn just going back and forth against each other, hopefully. All right, man. Well, I'm going to go with my tight end spot here because I know you and I probably have eyes for the same guy. So I'm going to go with Noah Fant, 5,700. Like it. Like it for sure. I'm going to go Brandon Ayuk as my third receiver, 5,700. I think this is the blow-up game for him. Um, Great value. That hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't (laughs) in my lineup, but it just hurt. (laughs) I'm gonna go with I'm gonna try to try to leverage some of your plays and he is a he's wide receiver eligible here. Talking about my guy Cordero Patterson. Six thousand. Uh line him up as my third wide receiver. I'm gonna go at the flex option. I'm gonna go to afford all these pieces. Chester Rogers, fifty one hundred. Slide him in there. Um yeah, yeah. Just put him in there. For my defense, I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans, 4,900, going up against uh, the New York Jets. So should they are, I think, the second most expensive defense on the week. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to take Matt Ryan, our quarterback, my quarterback start of the week, 6,700, very cheap, uh, as he should, you know, should be quarterback 25 on the year. But he's got this good matchup here against Washington. Um. I'm going to go with Cortland Sutton in my flex as my uh, last. I guess I'm going four wide receivers. Cordero Patterson is technically a running back, but because of yeah. time purposes, Cordell, uh, Cortland Sutton is going in my flex. So 6,300 for Cortland Sutton. Uh, tight end, I'm going to go hitting that Atlanta game again. Kyle Pitts, uh, 5,800. Um, I like the momentum he's going to. Um, He's eight, man. Number four pick. He, he's got to be used at some point. I hope there's like 20 points in that game. Yeah. <laughs> and all of them are scored by Cordero. Hey, Taylor Haneke <laughs> is your quarterback stream of the week. So, so this game is going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. My t- my quarterback, I'm going with Kyler Murray, 8,200. Like it. That's that's beast mode right there. And I'm going to go, yeah, with the Bills defense, uh, 5,000. 
going against Buffalo. I mean, Houston. They're, I'm kind of mad because like I had the money to go to to to, to Buffalo, to but I didn't Buffalo. realize it. <laughs> and so then I was like, I didn't realize it, and I was like, oh, Greg's probably gonna take Buffalo. Oh so yeah, I wanted, absolutely. I wanted to see who you were gonna take before I before I tried to swap it out. But um, all right, Greg, why don't you read off the lineup for the people real quick? Got Matt Ryan at my quarterback. Quarterback started week at 6,700. Najee Harris, 8,200 at running back one. Alvin Kamara, 9,000 at my at my RB2. Calvin Ridley in my, in my first slot, uh, 7,200. Terry McLaurin at 7,100. Uh, Brandon Ayuk at 5,700. Uh, Kyle Pitts at my tight end position at 5,800. Chester Rogers uh, at 5,100 in my flex. And the Bills defense at 5,000 going against Houston. Oh man, this is definitely uh, this is definitely gonna be a good week for 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 this because this will be interesting. <laughs> uh, my quarterback is Kyler Murray, eighty two hundred. Max at running back, Nick Chubb, eight thousand. Chuba Hubbard, sixty three hundred. Uh, wide receivers, Justin Jefferson at seventy eight hundred. Odell Beckham Jr. at sixty six hundred. Cordero Patterson at six thousand. I've got Cortland Sutton in my flex at sixty three hundred. No fan is my tight end at 5,700. And then Tennessee defense, 4,900. Love it. Love it. Bet you you love yours more. I, I, I do because, you know, I mean, if that Washington Atlanta game fails, though, it's over for me. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I think, woo, scary Terry time, though. This is a, I love it. Yeah, man. All right, brother. Well, this is always fun, right? We uh, start for the week. Play some get money, broke down some games. So hopefully y'all uh put this this information to action and you go out there and, and crush it in your leagues this weekend. But uh we will catch y'all on Monday as we recap. Well, it'll be Monday for us, Tuesday for some of y'all, depending on when you listen. But we will catch y'all next week uh as we obviously recap the week that was in week four. But until next time, y'all have a good one. We love you, we appreciate you. And we are out of here. Peace. Uh...